Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you just see the worst of yourself? Well, we're going to talk about that today. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. I'm going to share with you a story that has nothing at all to do with where I went or the people I stayed with. Because of that, I'm not going to share those details. The story I'm going to share with you has everything to do with myself feeling off-balanced, uncertain, and how my responses in times like this reveal much about what I think about God and what I think about myself and what I discover about myself. What is important to the story is this. One year, Kenny and our youngest son, Tim, and our daughter Greta and myself went with a group of others on a mission trip. We were going to help a church build some outbuildings in a Spanish-speaking country. All right? Kenny and Tim were going to stay together in one home, and Greta and I were going to stay together in another. And I'm trying to think of how old you were, Greta, when you went. I it was, was around eighth grade. That's so what I was I maybe thought. thirteen or fourteen. Okay. I don't I, know how old eighth graders or ninth graders are. <laughs> but that's about how old you were. Yeah. And you get the picture. It wasn't last year. <laughs> so we flew on things, we took some buses, we packed work clothes, water bottles, emodium, and off we went, certain that this was going to be a life changing experience and uncertain of how that was going to happen. I remember going thinking as the mom, I was going to have to go and just be a re- real big help to my daughter, <laughs> which, which, I wasn't. So we eventually arrive at the church and we start getting our home assignments. And I can't yes. really remember how the, that was kind of handled. We were in the sanctuary mm-hmm. and it was getting dark. It was a long day of, of travel. And yeah. we got there. It was kind of getting late. Oh, yeah. So it was everybody was going like one at a time oh, yeah, or they, like a couple at a time. But like each home was getting picked like, one at a time. Yeah. I do remember dad when dad and Tim got picked, they were went with the... Um, cook of the church like they had a church chef and that was their home and they were going to go to a ranch that had horses in this beautiful area i remember that and remember we were last we were very last (laughs) we kept looking (laughs) thinking maybe they forgot about yeah that was a little weird feeling (laughs) but eventually we did get picked and i remember dad watching us kind of get loaded up and and we took our suitcases to the car and we opened up the trunk and we stuck them in the trunk um, next to the large gas can that had a hose coming out from the gas can, but we didn't see where it went until we got in, in the car. The car. <laughs> you really smelled it before you saw That's it. That's true, you did. And and it, the hose went through the back seat, so it was between where Greta and I sat, and then it went up through the front seat and then through the dashboard and into the engine. We were like oh. in the gas can. We were in- That's what it smelled like. <laughs> It was a really Which I actually kind of like the smell of gas. That was a little a little too much though. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but I do remember thinking we better drive pretty smoothly or we could blow up. Um (laughs) and after a few tries, the car started up. (laughs) I remember thinking, come on, come on. And then there we went. I was gonna look out the front window to wave goodbye um to dad, but then I realized that 
with all the cracks in the windshield, I couldn't see which one was him. But our driver had one smaller space that was clear. And so if she leaned a certain way, she could see through it. And that was what was most important anyway. So we drove down a few back roads. And then remember where we popped out? <laughs> we're like, on we're, a highway. But a, not on the no, highway. It was a six next lane. to the highway. It was a six-lane divided highway. We, we drove parallel to it along the shoulder. And then one of the kids yelled something out. And then the driver, she didn't even look over her shoulder or anything. Just as soon as the kid yelled, she just did a sharp left, like 90 degree turn across the lanes of traffic and then through that ditch. And then we were going on the other shoulder for a while. And now uh, traffic was coming towards us. We're going against traffic. And we did the same thing. So she drove, and the traffic's coming at us, but she can see now when it's clear. When it's clear, another sharp right turn across that traffic and then into the other ditch. And that night, we turned around and went backwards and went the other uh, direction along the ditch. And we still didn't know where we were going. No. Like, we were like, we don't know where where this ends up. We had no idea how where we were going to live, how long it would take to get there. And they didn't speak English. Right. And, and I had one year of Spanish. You did, and you fell short, Greta. You should have known a lot more. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> the year of Spanish that I had was mostly vocab. <laughs> so I knew, like, cookie. <laughs> and <laughs> one single word, but I didn't really know a lot of the sentence structure. Yeah. But they didn't tough. speak any English no. either, so it's not so, like we could have just asked. Right. That right. was another so, issue. Right. So exactly. we were just sitting in the back seat. In the back seat looking and, at each other. And trying not to, like this hell was starting to overwhelm us. But suddenly we saw a row, row of like empty cement buildings and she stopped the car and got out and, and motioned for us to get out. And we saw there was probably, I think like four on each side. Yeah. They're spread out a little bit. And at the very far end to the left, the light was on in that cement building. And so yes. we started walking toward it. Except I remember being totally freaked and out on the walk. there were dogs. Everywhere. Everywhere. There were dogs <laughs> everywhere coming up to us and... So we walked. we didn't take our suitcases out, so no. they'd never opened the trunk. We just followed them, and we didn't know where we were going or why we were going. We get to the last cement building, and the our the lady opens the door, and she walks in, and all we see is this big man sitting behind this table. It was like a long picnic table. It was probably eight feet long, and he's sitting behind it in his chair with his arms kind of over the back of the chair. He's probably like well over six feet tall. He wasn't standing yeah. up, but in weighed like 250 to 300 pounds. Do you remember that? Yeah. He was just like huge. And he, was wearing, he was wearing overalls. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No shirt underneath the nope. overalls. No shirt. <laughs> One strap down. Then obviously no shirt. No so shirt. Just One strap down. Yep. Hanging Arms out. Stretched hanging over, out. Over his chair. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, he just looked a little bit and, kind of scary. And he and had... It, he had one eye. <laughs> That's true. I feel even bad mentioning it, but because this goes with the story of feeling unsure and uncertain, we do have to share that. And he a reminder, we still didn't know why we were even We didn't there. even know what we were Honestly, doing Honestly, we there. were like, are we no. living here? No. That yep. was... And on the table, I might point out, was like some food, a blender. There was a gallon of milk we could see that was very separated between the watery substance mm -hmm. and then like a curdled substance. And there was fruit and 
um, stuff. And then, so he had kept the one arm on the back of the chair and with the other hand, kind of with a flourish was motioning, like these were ingredients. And he, um, is like, he said some word and made it seem like he was about to make a smoothie if we'd want. <laughs> and so I said two of the only 20 words I knew at that point, no gracias. So I was like, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And I think, so I mean, this. we can talk about this off offline, but I don't know if you even know twenty words. <laughs> I didn't know twenty words. <laughs> Actually, that's art. That's week two. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I didn't know twenty words. And then, then our hostess handed them something like him. Was there another? Yeah, it was like an invitation. Oh yeah, to like a graduation because it was the end of end of. Uh, oh, it's probably the end or, of their school year. End of school year, yeah. kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's true. So they handed them that, and then they said things and then they turned and then they walked out of that building and we walked out and we followed them through past all the dogs again all the buildings and we followed them through back to our car we got back in took a deep breath this time before we got back in because we knew what we were you know what it was like inside and then i'm going to say one thing more before i describe where we stayed so the home that we were you and i were supposed to stay in originally had backed out at the last minute for some reason somebody was sick or something and so this woman who invited us was just gracious enough to invite us to stay with herself and her three children. Again, I want to point out that this woman's graciousness and kindness and hospitality should not be overlooked. Yeah, she was so, she was so kind. And what I'm trying to point out is this, that even when someone else is incredibly gracious, not knowing or understanding a situation not knowing or understanding a language, not knowing or understanding what's going to happen next, can and does make us feel off balance. When we don't know, we don't understand, we can feel threatened or nervous or off balance. So when we drove off, you know, along the highway, did the thing, the ditch, you know, driving and all that, eventually got to a tiny square cement structure. She got out and this time our suitcases came out. We still were feeling a little bit unsettled. Yeah. And, and we walked in, um, and our place was a place that was split in two. And one half was the kitchen, which was a table and chairs and um, a sink. And then in the other half was the bedroom, and the little bathroom was next to that. That sometime that she said she would tell us when they had water. Yeah. Right? And, and when they had the shower, the water was like... A, a trickle. A trickle. Like the... like. Uh, like coming out like the size of your pointer finger or something kind of coming out the shower head so you were she, showing me i'm showing you do you see what i mean was about like this right about like that right how many podcasts have you done oh wait right okay again painting this picture not trying to be ungracious i know that when you're listening to this you're thinking oh my goodness they shared all they had exactly i know that i'm going to talk about later how much shame i felt right i'm just being real with you right now this story is about feeling uncertain and off balance, and it all goes together. So, for example, when we walked into the bedroom half and it was time to sleep, Greta and I didn't know where to put our suitcases or our bodies because there were three beds and how many of us? Six. Six, maybe? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Mm -hmm. Six of us. So, our host mentioned, motioned, to the single beds, just pointed to the two single beds because there was two single beds and a double bed. She motioned to the single beds, and while she did that, she separated the double bed, which now we could see were two mattresses stacked on top of each other. So those were for herself and her three kids. So she separated them out. And then once they were on the floor, we had about six inches between all of us to kind of maneuver around. 
we went into the bathroom and brushed our teeth with, we had water bottles we were supposed to bring. We brushed our teeth. So we did that and went to the bathroom. And um, then when the lights were out, I remember <laughs> climbing into Greta's bed and remember, okay, so I'm the mom going to help this girl. I crawl into ne next door and I'm like, right now, honey, all we have to do is stay breathing by the end of these nine days. I have no idea what I'm doing either. So I don't know. That's probably not real encouraging. Do you do you remember have any remembering of like I what you felt? I just remember almost or? like dreading every day coming up. Yeah, like almost it almost started a countdown, and we right. just got we there. just got there. Yeah, it was nine days seemed long right yeah. then. I hope at least one person went. Whoa, nine days, right? Because that seems long. To the next morning we got up and we're going to get ready to go to the work site. So we put on our lightweight scrubs because it was 107 degrees, right? We brought our empty water bottles. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never been in 107 remember, degrees. I'm not, I'm not like 16 now. <laughs> so it's been a while. I don't know if you can remember that exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was. In the shade. <laughs> so we brought our empty water bottles to fill up at the church that we were told to do. And then we had pancakes for breakfast. And yes. that was a moment where things were looking and up. And <laughs> they had like a vanilla what syrup. Was that? I would it give anything so to find that good. again. That was so good. Well, not like maple syrup, like vanilla syrup. It, yeah. The pancakes were so good. They were fried. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, was they were deep fried. Oil, so yeah. We had got to be good. Like the pan had like two inches of oil and everything we had was in that same oil. And it was fried pancakes with this vanilla syrup. Um, Anyways. and Right. Sorry. got so <laughs> off track. Um, and also, I remember getting ready and getting ready to eat. And that was when she also showed us the little chicks. Do, oh, yep. Do you remember the little yep. chicks? They mm -hmm. were in a little basket. Do you remember where they were? They were right next the to... Kitchen. Yep. They were next to our plates. Yes. That were right next to the plastic tub where you'd wash the plates. It's a little basket with two chicks. Now... I am a germaphobe, and I recognize that. Like, when I get a straw at a restaurant, I kind of rip around it horizontally, hold the top of the straw while I pull off the bottom, and then stick it in my drink, and then pull off the top of the straw so no germs ever touch a straw. So, kind of a germaphobe. So, when I saw these two little chicks, you might just think, oh, animals right next to your plates. But here's the thing. There was one little chick that was cute and yellow and fluffy, and the uh, other little chick was dead. It's like yeah, really dead. There was maggots. <laughs> Crawl. I can't hardly say it. It was crawling, yeah. crawling with maggots right next to our plate. So that made me feel a little uncomfortable. So <laughs> we ate our breakfast, hopped in our car, and drove to the work site where I found mixing cement to be a gift. <laughs> which word number three? I guess no doesn't really even count as a Spanish word when I said no, gracias. But word number three was mezcla. I think that's cement. I loved mixing cement. I loved getting my little, when we would do the plumb line to make sure the things we were building were straight because it was predictable. It was solvable. It was manageable. It was super more pleasant than when something is unsure, uncertain, and you're feeling off balance. So it just felt like, oh, thank goodness. At the end of our first work day, I remember... Everyone could hardly wait to get ready to go back home. I remember Dad telling us about how adorable um, the place was where they stayed with the little girls and the animals, and everyone could hardly wait to leave. And I remember feeling mixed feelings. I felt just guilty and shameful. 
that I wasn't more grateful for the wonderful hospitality. I also remember feeling super anxious that I was going to catch some disease. First, because I was just away from my normal life and diet, and that's an anxious thing for me just in real life. But second, because there were maggots by my plate. Yeah. And it was just feeling this feelings of unrest. Do you remember how you felt when we got in our, our car? I mean, were you, any that's, of those? Or? I mean, yeah, that's what it felt like. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. Every time. A little uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, kind is of what it feels like a little right now. Exactly. <laughs> when there's things we don't know, when yeah. things are unpredictable, when we can't land. And, and we'll talk about that even more next week. We'll talk about your story, Greta, and kind mm-hmm. of where you're at with your job and, and things and, and not yep. with your job and things like that. The, a verse that I remember underlining in my Bible at that point was, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. I remember reading the second half saying, my heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. And I remember thinking about that second half going, that seems like a bit much. That's a tall ask. Right now, I'm going to stick with the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. I just wanted help me, help me. The part about my heart leaps for joy with my song when I praise him, I wasn't quite ready to get there yet. We still had nine days. We still had some other things to do. We had a pool to go to. We had some other work projects to work on, which we're going to talk about next week, too. For right now, I'm just going to kind of leave us in that feeling of, oh, this feels a little bit unresolved, because that's exactly how we felt, a little bit unresolved. And so, Lord, in the midst of our unresolved now, let us sit there, let us wait there, let us acknowledge that there's a lot we don't know, and there's nothing you don't know. So even as I think in my mind right now of the list of things I don't know, help my next thought to be, but the Lord does know. He is my strength and my shield. My heart can trust in him and he will help me. Thank you that you can do that. In your name we pray. Amen. Please tune in next week when we finish our story. Please tune in next week when we finish our <laughs> our story. If that sounded dumb, David, just take that last part out. I'm going to say tune in next week with a new line. Ready? Please tune in next week when we finish our journey. Nope. Also bad. Greta, can you think of one? <laughs> Please tune in next week for part two of... <laughs> okay, last try. All right, please tune in next week for part two.